0: I could read you a, a dad joke from my database. <laughs> from
1: your your database? Oh my gosh! This cup they this got me for my birthday. You know what irritates me about dad jokes is that every time I hear one, I've never heard it before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and so there's, there's just so many. It, it gets you every time.
1: Yeah, it's well, it just makes me roll my eyes every time. But yeah. <laughs>
0: Are are you a fan of dad jokes? Um, uh, uh, well, and let me let me phrase that two ways. <laughs> do you like telling dad jokes, and do you like hearing dad jokes? Because I think the experience is different on yeah. either side.
1: I would I would say publicly that I don't enjoy telling dad jokes, and I think that would be because that's the socially acceptable thing to say, and because I don't have good ones. I don't I don't think of them very well, right? But when I do, uh? oh yeah, it feels so good. Right. So I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, I hate them. Okay. But, you know, okay. I'm a participant for sure.
0: I I like telling them if if they're if they're good ones. And if you can if if I hear one that is just got a really good pun or something, I love that. I I have no shame about laughing.
1: I mean, the desired reaction really <laughs> is an eye roll, right? I think that's more of the aim than to get a laugh, right? It's just like a ugh, a groan from your teenager probably. I mean, I don't know. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to that.
1: I bet you Cause are. Because my,
0: my kids are not teenagers yet, but they'll they'll still roll their eyes or or groan. <laughs> but from a teenager, that's, that's going to be great.
1: It's going to be brutal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hello, dear listener. I am
1: Steve. And I'm Tyler. And this is another episode of It's Not About the Money our podcast where we discuss a wide range of topics related to creating and running small businesses.
0: Tyler and I both run small businesses, and uh, like like you perhaps, and this podcast is our attempt to make sense of the world of business and personal life and taxes and everything else, one episode at a time.
1: That's right. And after doing a bunch of episodes about stuff I wanted to talk about... Steve has uh twisted my arm and convinced me that it's time to talk about taxes again and in this case particularly tax deductions how you know what they are how you can get them the philosophy around them etc
0: yep i i am after all a tax professional so this is a thing that lights me up we yes. got to talk about it sometimes <laughs> But before we start, uh, we we don't always have a disclaimer on here uh, because we're usually not giving like specific advice. Or, well, I don't think we're ever giving specific advice. I don't know. Maybe we are. But anyway, the disclaimer for this time, none of this is tax or legal advice. Consult your own professional. I am a tax pro, but I'm probably not your tax pro. And so I can't give you specific advice about your taxes. Talk to your own folks. But...
1: So this, now we can uh, say anything we want, right? Since no. we're, we're off the
0: hook. <laughs> you you can use this for general information purposes.
1: <laughs> Educational purposes, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a discussion with a client recently, and I don't remember exactly the details of it, but I had a realization about tax deductions that you usually have to spend money to get them. Like there's no free lunch, which I mean, sounds kind of obvious now that I'm saying it, but it was sort of a a realization for me. Um, and uh, like the classic example is probably like, I should go buy a truck for the business because then I can write off a bunch of money that I spent on the truck. And well, like if you need a truck for your business, then yes, by all means, go buy the truck for the business, but don't, don't, uh, go chasing a tax deduction for a truck if you don't need a truck. Does that make sense? Because
1: it would be cheaper not to buy a truck either way. Right. Right.
0: You you will save some money on taxes, yes, but you had to spend a bunch more than that to get the truck in the first place. Right. So that's sort of the uh, the the general thread that runs through all of these, all of the, all of the ones that I could think of, at least.
1: So I'm curious. Do you feel like the general populace has some misunderstandings around this? As you work with your clients, like is this something that you encounter?
0: Uh, it does come up occasionally. Uh, Especially if we're into like March or April and a client will come along and say, get, you know, let's get my taxes as low as possible, get all the deductions. Like, yes, we'll get you everything that you're entitled to according to what happened last year. But uh, the, the time for making those decisions is past for most of these anyway. So it needed to, it needed to happen during the year as a business decision or as a uh, personal, the way you're running your personal financial affairs, that it made sense to do the thing that would result in the deduction at the time. And there's not always a lot I can do At well, when we're coming to filing your taxes, if I haven't been working with you before that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, as a relatively new small business owner, I think you know, especially towards the beginning, if you go back to like our very early episodes on this podcast, we kind of talked about this a little bit and uh, how business expenses can be written off uh, taxes. Right. Depending on what they are and, you know, depending on how much. And, uh, you know, I think I fell prey early on to this idea that like, oh, like business expenses don't count because it's a tax write off or like, you know, I'm, I'm actually saving money by But But to your point, no, no, no. Like tax write offs are not equal in amount to the amount that you spent on the thing that is earning the write-off, right? Obviously. Right. Or it's to be like an, an infinite money glitch. That'd be pretty cool.
0: <laughs> right. There's no perpetual motion machine here in the tax code.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm curious, what can you teach us about uh, tax deductions? Like, why do they exist? What's the point of them? Is it just to make filing taxes harder? <laughs>
0: to make work for people like me. Yes. <laughs> so that keep us in business. Uh, right. The the high level idea here is that tax deductions are a tool for achieving policy goals, and so cynically, that's either uh, they're a reward for getting for doing the things that the government wants you to do, or uh, in a more optimistic uh, point of view, they're an incentive for pursuing the kinds of activities that we as a society have decided to encourage at this time and they will change over time.
1: I like, I like... The, you basically said the same thing uh, twice, the, the cynical version it, yeah. and the uh, uh, optimistic version of that. I like that. That's,
0: that's... <laughs> It's just, it's just uh, the level of analysis of, like, who's making the decisions about right. the policy goals. Right. Is it us as the people, or is it the, some, you know, Washington? Right. Yeah, so that's the high-level idea. And our tax code, at least currently in America... Uh, is set up to encourage a lot of things like child rearing and home ownership and real estate development and small business and big business too, frankly, Uh, charitable donations, those kinds of things. So if you're doing those things, like we've decided those are good for the society. And so if you're doing those things, we'll give you some credit
1: for it. Right. Because by doing those good things, I suppose the theory goes, that's money that if no one was doing those things, we'd have to spend tax dollars on to achieve good outcomes anyway. So if you're going to do it of your own free will and choice, we'll cut you a break on taxes. Or am I reading too much into that?
0: Yeah, no, I think that's accurate for some of them. Uh, And then others like child rearing, like we need need children for the society to continue functioning into the future. And so like no amount of money paid uh can like create humans and so we need humans to create humans right so let's encourage that activity that sort of thing
1: yeah that's interesting it, i remember in college i took a political science class i actually minored in political science oh, and okay. one section that we studied was uh we spent a whole section on demographic studies so basically you know the uh-huh. different types of populations out there and how what affects them and things and and at the time, I remember uh, learning that no population has ever recovered after their fertility rate drops below like the replacement rate. And so for governments who are interested in continuing to have a country with people in it, child rearing actually is super existentially important. And so it's interesting that that's financially incentivized. That's how they've chosen to approach it in our country.
0: Yeah. The replacement rate is like 2.1
1: or something? Yes, yeah, just over 2.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Need to replace both of the parents and a little bit more, and and then factor for early death, yep, or or whatever else. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, good. So, let's see. We could probably talk about a few of these let's here do it. Uh, and like how this, uh, what I'm calling the philosophy of tax deductions manifests. Okay. So, if we take kids for example, yeah, um, you're not getting a free lunch with the $2000 a year child tax credit because it costs <laughs> it costs way more than that to raise a child. Uh-huh. Uh it costs c- way more than that to, to give
1: birth. I mean, you know, at the hospital.
0: I mean, yeah, just beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge cost to start with physically and uh and financially. Yeah. And then while you're raising the kid, you have to pay lots of people for the goods and services needed to raise your child, food, childcare, activities clothing uh medicine doctors yeah. visits vaccinations all of those things and so that adds up to way more than $2000 a year but it is nice and that one uh, that one i should say though actually is a credit not a deduction which uh means that a deduction is reducing your taxable income uh-huh. and a tax credit is after the amount of tax due has been calculated reducing that amount of oh. tax due so the the tax credit is actually a lot more powerful than a just a yeah.
1: deduction i actually did not realize that even though it's called the child tax credit it never occurred to me i don't have any children maybe that's why but that's cool so it's more potent than a regular deduction in that sense
0: yeah yeah, so so actually, now that I'm thinking about it, this is probably le- that one's less of a good example than these other ones that we'll talk about, <laughs> because uh, it's not because a deduction? because of that distinction, yeah. Okay. Of, uh, credit versus uh, deduction.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but anyway, let's go through some more um, charitable deductions. the The cost there to you is you have to give someone else money, uh, and the benefit is you get to reduce your taxable income by that amount, but. The caveat there is only if you give lots of it, lots of money or goods or whatever.
1: What do you mean by that? Charity. Like, why, why is it uh, that way?
0: This is because of the way the standard deduction works. Uh-huh. Uh, you can deduct charitable donations if you itemize. But the standard deduction is so high now that most folks don't need to itemize to get or like if they did itemize, it would be still be less than the, the standard right. deduction. At, w- at one point in the last couple of years, there was if you uh, took the standard deduction, you could still deduct $600 of charitable deductions without having to itemize, but that's not uh, there anymore. So this one, uh, like we want to incentivize giving to charities because they do good work in the world uh and in ways that the government may or may not do uh because they're doing different things or serving different people whatever it might be uh anyway but that one, that one's a little more complex about how it gets incentivized through deductions
1: complex meaning you just have to overcome the standard deduction for it to be worth anything on its own right
0: yes yeah. if you have other things like is it the 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 big things that cause people to itemize are mortgage interest and property taxes and and uh, state and local taxes. So if you own real estate, uh, and especially if that real estate is in a state that has high property taxes, like Texas, for example, uh, then uh, you're more likely to be able to itemize. And then your charitable donations are... Potentially more valuable to you as a tax deduction because you will be closer to that threshold Uh of wanting to itemize. So anyway, uh, but uh, on like real estate, you have to pay your lenders and the local government for the privilege of owning the home that you live in. That's the cost you pay for being able to get the deduction. Uh an IRA contribution is is kind of a fun one. You have to give someone money, but the the someone is future you.
1: Mm, I like the sound of that. So
0: like you get to deduct it now uh because you're giving it to your future self. Yeah. And this uh, is a who, who who future you will then have to pay taxes on it. Yes. But...
1: This is a traditional IRA, <laughs> correct?
0: Yeah, traditional IRA. Yeah. Uh a Roth is the other way around. You pay taxes on it now, but you don't pay taxes right in the future. Uh yeah. I don't know. We could go through a couple more, but well, I I think you kind of get the idea. Yeah,
1: no, I get the idea. So I'm I'm actually curious since you are calling this the philosophy of tax deductions, what is your take on the philosophy behind raising the standard deduction so much? Like is the because wouldn't that like disincentivize some of these behaviors since people like it, you know, it'd be harder for them to itemize?
0: Uh yeah, it does so that is a good question i'm not sure what the motivation there is other than making it easier for folks that are not already in these situations to get a break on their taxes so that because, so like, so if
1: they weren't itemizing before now they could potentially have a lower tax bill because the standard deduction is higher
0: yes that's and, right uh, and if you were itemizing before, then you may still be able to itemize the folks that are already well uh, well situated enough that they ha- have these costs of they own real estate. Uh, they are in a in a place where they can give generously to charities. Those kind of things, like yeah. You're, we we want to encourage those behaviors toward our policy goals but we don't want to leave behind everyone else who's below that threshold and okay. so that's that's probably why the standard deduction is higher
1: i mean uh, there's probably political reasons as well which i'm not qualified. i mean back to your cynical approach on things there's all the there's always the the politics of it right
0: mhm so and the the current higher standard deduction was part of the tax cuts and jobs act uh-huh. in 2018 during the Trump administration, and it's set to expire in a couple of years anyway, unless Congress renews it. Yeah. So this, you know, th- here's another point where this it, is always changing.
1: I was going to ask you, like, how often as a tax preparer, d- like. How often does the tax code change enough that it impacts, like you have to relearn everything, or like you have to be aware of things that are changing? Is it every year?
0: Uh, relearn everything. Sorry, I shouldn't uh, say relearn is, everything. Is rather <laughs> infrequent, but yeah, uh, but yes, there's there's usually enough that has changed each year that you have to go uh, study up on the differences.
1: Okay. Does the IRS produce any like help documents about this? Like, here's <laughs> what's changed, or is it up to you to stay up? A- on top of all of these things?
0: Uh, they do have a lot. I typically get uh, my summaries of what has changed through continuing education companies uh, because part of maintaining my credential as an enrolled agent is I have to do a certain amount of continuing education each year. And one of those courses that I almost always take is the federal tax update. You know, if I haven't already read enough about it through other means, then a couple of my continuing education credits will be uh, the class to uh, refresh me on what has changed this year.
1: Okay. That's interesting. Well, Steve, I want to go back to something you said earlier, though, which is sometimes when you're in tax filing season, people come to you and say, I'd like to get as many deductions as possible. Well, the tax year is already over, right? So... You said a lot of the actions yeah, but, that, that someone can do to, to get deductions for, you know, that it should have happened before December, for example, right? So when when is the right time to start talking to your tax professional about this kind of stuff in the year?
0: Okay, that's a good point. I'm glad you asked that because when this episode goes out, it'll be, I don't know, middle of November. That's kind of like there's still time to make these kind of decisions mm-hmm. for 2023. And that's probably the right, you know... It, it that's probably the right time to think about those things if you haven't already done it earlier in the year uh-huh. but you you've still got time to make those moves where it can count for 2023 so uh you know it's it's kind of tax planning season and so if you have a tax pro now's a great time to talk to them like run projections like do you know another one is like have i Made enough uh, estimated tax payments that I'm not going to have a surprise in April. This is also the time to run that calculation. uh, In case you need to increase your withholding on your W two or make additional estimated tax payments, so that's always a great one to ask. But also, um, your tax pro can understand your situation and what the what would make sense for your business and your personal finances. Uh, What kind of decisions could you make now that would impact your lowering your tax bill in April? This is the right time to be asking those questions.
1: Okay, great. So just to summarize, everybody, remember that uh, spending money for the sole purpose of getting a tax deduction is really not going to save you money at the end of the day. (laughs) So only spend on those things if you were going to anyway, right? Or if you need to for your business or something. Um and get in touch with your tax professional for any specific advice or questions. Right.
0: Well, and I will caveat that with okay, it, cause, because because I have to because it's <laughs> always a it depends.
1: Of course, of course. <laughs> so yeah. uh,
0: let me rain on your parade here for just a second. <laughs> but it could be uh, it could be that um, when you're looking far into the future of like you know that you're going to want to sell the business in the next five years or you know that you're going to have your revenue will go up next year or go down next year. Those kind of things where you can look into the future and do some tax planning and structure things where I need to uh, make these moves now, even though if we were just looking at this year, it might not make sense to do that. But over the long term, it would. And so that's obviously that's a very situation-dependent kind of a question. So I don't really have anything specific to say on that, but there there are some situations where that uh, can come up.
1: Okay. And that's why you have a job. (laughs) (laughs) And I apologize for ever trying to summarize anything related to taxes in a succinct statement.
0: Uh, Well, uh, we all try (laughs) and it's, it's always, it's always much more complicated (laughs) than, than maybe it needs to be. But, I mean, again, these, these things and uh, tax deduction specifically and really the whole tax code is about trying to achieve policy goals. Mm -hmm. And so, it's, a complicated way of getting there i mean and there's lots of special interests and things that sure creep into it as well so it's not it's not all just uh the high and mighty ideals of let's uh, incentivize the things that we want but that i i think on the whole that's the general direction that yeah. the tax code takes
1: great well thank you steve
0: you're welcome Thanks for uh, letting me twist your arm into this one. Yeah, I'm sure it'll happen again. Because I know people love hearing about taxes.
1: (laughs) Well, for better or for worse, it affects us all. So (laughs) It does. uh, Thanks a bunch. And um, you can join us again on, on another episode of It's Not About the Money.